Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know The Buyer's Mind is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. A quick question about follow-up. Why do you follow up? Is it just to get the sale? Because if it is, you might have some rethinking to do. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Buyer's Mind. I'm Jeff Shore, your host on the podcast where we talk about the way our customers think. And today we have a special quick strike edition of The Buyer's Mind. For those of you who are in a hurry, we'll get you in and out on this with a very, very important subject. I'm going to be spending some time over the course of several episodes talking about sales follow-up. Now, I'm just wrote a book on that subject. It'll be published by McGraw-Hill. It'll be out here shortly. But as I'm thinking about that book, I'm thinking about the subject of follow-up. It really begins with the question of why do we follow up in the first place? Or what is our follow-up mentality? And over and over again, what I see are salespeople who follow up because they want the sale or because they'll get in trouble if they don't or because the CRM says it's time to follow up. Now, look, I get it. It is a part of your job and you need to do it and you will get sales. And we certainly don't want that pesky CRM giving us a bad time. But are those really the best possible reasons for following up? And I'm going to suggest that they are not. In fact, there is one overriding purpose for follow up that is accomplished by all those other things. It might sound counterintuitive, it might sound different than what you've heard in the past, but I want to suggest to you that it is the quickest way to be your best self, to do your best work, and to still get sales. I want to suggest that the number one reason that we follow up is to serve, that we follow up to serve. Now, how often have you, as a consumer, received a follow-up call at any time in your life from a salesperson who just said, hey, it's, uh, it's Frank. Um, haven't talked in a while, just wanted to see if you were interested in buying. Here's my question. What service is there in that call? And I would argue there's absolutely a service, a service to the salesperson. And if that's what you're interested in and only what you're interested in, I guess I get it. But when it comes to sales for the customer, no, no, and no. You know how you feel when you get calls like that, if that's what follow-up looks like. The question we want to ask is, how do I add value by serving my customer more? So as we continue in this conversation, I want to make a suggestion to you that you're thinking about a customer that you have recently been working with, somebody who is in your backlog of leads, but who has not pulled the trigger. You've had the conversation, you've talked to them, you know that there's a need and you know there's an interest in what it is that you sell, but they're stuck. They haven't moved forward. The next question I want you to ask yourself is this, how can I serve? Based on what I know about this customer, how can I serve? How can I bring something valuable to them that would make their life easier? How can I add value? Now, first things first, if you've got somebody in mind and you're answering that question that I just posed by saying, I don't know, I don't know how I can serve. 
then I would argue that you don't know your customer well enough. When you know your customer really well, you can think of all kinds of different reasons, all kinds of different ways to serve them, to get creative, to get outside the box a little bit, and to think through, well, what is their life like? What are they going through right now? What are the issues? What are the concerns? What are the priorities? What are the things that would help them to just have a better existence? If you can look at it from their perspective, then there are all kinds of opportunities to serve. Maybe you serve by education, by giving them a fuller understanding of where they are at right now. Maybe you serve by some form of connection. How do you get them connected to people that can help them on their journey or to solve some significant problem? Perhaps you can serve them by suggestions. Maybe you can look at it and say, you know things about your area, about just your own life expertise that you think would apply and pertain to your customer. But this is where we want to start. How do I serve my customer. If you take the service first mentality into that conversation, guess what's going to happen? When you call them, when you make that follow-up call, now you're going to see this payoff in two different ways. One is that they are going to be more appreciative of the phone call. And two is you are going to more likely want to make the phone call. Because let's face it, that salesperson who calls up and says, hey, so uh, you, you ready to buy yet? The customer doesn't want that call, and frankly, you don't want to make that call. But if you found something that you think will be a value to your customer, you want to make that call. You really look forward to making that call. So you will find it more valuable, but so will your customer. Your customer will know that you did something special for them. Now, why is that important? Because of the principle of reciprocity, we know through research that reciprocity is a key influencing factor. That is that people are inclined to do something nice for us when we do something nice for them. So if we go out of our way to serve in some way, and I'm not saying the nice thing we want them to do for us is buy. All I'm saying is the nice thing we want them to do for us is to talk to us, to have a conversation, to listen, to chat it up a little bit and to be able to figure out how we can continue this process moving forward. When you're thinking about follow-up, think first about serve. How do you serve? Hey, this is Paul Murphy, the producer of The Buyer's Mind. And as Jeff mentioned at the beginning of this episode, he has a new book coming out titled Follow-Up and Close the Sale. Just like in today's episode, Jeff has some great wisdom about follow-up that he knows will benefit you in your career. To join the interest list for the book and stay notified on all things follow-up, go to jeffshore.com slash salesfollowup and share your email with us. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, go out there and change someone's world.